list this year was pretty good. And that the five that they chose, I mean, excluding their exclusion of BPM. Right. But the five they chose of the nine, there's a couple in there that are just truly baffling to me. Even movies that I like. Like, I don't really understand how The Square got in, unless it was the committee doing it. Yeah, The Square's a weird one. And I don't understand how On Body and Soul got in. Not because of the quality of it, but it's just, it's a movie that doesn't announce itself as loudly. It's a movie like The Insult, which you definitely expect from this branch. Like, On Body and Soul is a much gentler, unassuming force. And who saw it? It's I on mean, Netflix. I mean, they're all required to and watch And Netflix them, does a but... great job of making sure people see all yeah, of their the films. Yeah, but the whole academy know? doesn't nominate the foreign films. It's just the committee. It's like a tiny pe- a tiny committee picks the shortlist. Right. A the few inner hundred more vote for the nomination based on the shortlist. And it's just like, who's and on the committee? What so. I love about this, uh, this category is that as of what? seven years ago or something like that, that select committee, that inner circle, like the opus die of uh, the foreign language branch, they are able to save films. They get kicked out in the voting mm-hmm. and instead be like, there's no way we're not nominating Tony Erdman, even mm-hmm. though like the, the plebes in the branch like didn't see what was special about it. So then they save it and put it in there at the last minute. Yeah. That is a very cool thing. Cause I'm on, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pro elites. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> One more time, but more enthusiastic. Hello! Welcome back to Movies IMO. We are your favorite film faggots. Uh, I'm Brandon Kirby. I'm Daniel Crook. I'm Ben Empey and I'm eating. Sorry. <laughs> are you eating a faggots? No. I With wish. some nice prosciutto and brie? I, I wish. Faggot spelled how that, that poor realtor person spelled it. <laughs> No, that's that's F-A-G- different. Faggot. faggot. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking faggot. about a nice, crispy French faggot. Oh, so that that's faggot. There's faggot. Yes, mm-hmm. and you can pick up a faggot at your uh, boy lingerie. <laughs> anyway, we are we are still though your three fave film fags. We are the fave film fags. Um, Last time I checked, we haven't seen each other in a while. It's been yeah, like two full sometimes. Weeks it's been a minute. We were supposed to see uh, some films together last weekend, and, uh, and some repertory showings of David Lean films, or what was the one that D- Don't Look Now? Oh yeah. And then it, nobody went. Um, <laughs> but you two just saw the Kelly we Reichardt double Kelly feature. The Kelly Reichardt we did double. It. And I didn't stay for Meeks cut off though. I knew that you wouldn't. Um, <laughs> you haven't seen Meeks. No, you've seen Meeks. Uh, I, I wish ha- I had, but I needed to do homework. I saw some of Meeks like the year or so after it came out when I was living in England, and it was already like on Film Four, like one of the channels. But I didn't finish it because I started watching it at, like one in the afternoon, and it's just I ha- what I saw. It's not a one in the afternoon kind of movie. It's like dark room, intense, focused, yeah. very deliberate, formalist cinema that yeah. demands your attention. It, but you have seen it, so why don't you say something about it? It blew my mind. Like, it is just such a slow burn, but it's so haunting. And the last, like, 30 seconds is, like, just poetic and amazing. I know that it's a uh, friend of the podcast, Brandon Nowat's, like, favorite movie ever. And I, it starts I friend of the podcast, um, uh, God damn it, Hot Gil Garcetti. Bruce Greenwood. Oh, is he in that? Right? Yes. Yeah. With a really... That fake-looking beard. Stacked. Zoe Kazan? Yes. 
This is Paul pre, Dano. Pre Kittredge. Did they meet on this film? Do we know if that's true? Could be. When did Ruby Sparks come out? Uh, 2012, perhaps. Okay. Perhaps then. Yeah, because this was 2010. Maybe they were so inspired by Kelly Reichert that they were thinking maybe we should try our hands at this. Let's write a script. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, let's so put pen to paper. Meeks is incredible. And Kelly Reichert was a joy at the Q and A. Just a joy. How was April Wolf? She was good. I enjoy her podcast so much. She was very good. Um, I, from what I remember of Meeks cut off, um, when I was watching The Witch, I got flashes of it. Maybe it's because of the covered wagon element. It's the bonnet. But the, and perhaps it's the bonnet as well. The the nice puritanical tight bonnet. The bonnet. But I also remember Meeks having a really constricting sense of atmosphere. Yeah. Which The Witch also has. Mm-hmm. The idea of the land being. An overpowering force of There's our just no water. human settlers. They're just looking for water. You gotta have a drink. The whole movie. The whole movie is them looking for water, and it's so stressful. It's it's a movie about me waking up on the couch at 12.30 a.m. After Parched. passing out drunk. Parched. Yeah. <gasps> I need the Brita? water. Um, and then Wendy and Lucy is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes. It is her best movie. Holy shit, that movie. I know. I feel the same. I was crying. I like can't even talk about it. It means so much to me. <laughs> and you're not even a pet owner. No, I'm not. But I do have you ever animals. been a pet owner? No. I sort of feel like Roger Ebert that I love animals so much that I could never have one because I would be. You would, would feel like I'm neglecting it every single moment. Uh, I'm not with it. Mm-hmm. I have to share on the microphone something that Ben said to me a couple weeks ago when I was talking about how whenever I go out of town, I'm always very self conscious about leaving my cat mom with my roommates. For long stretches of time. And Ben said, you can always just drop her off here if you want. <gasps> I love friendship. I, that's what I said at the moment. I am shocked. I love babysitting animals, and then I love when they go away. <laughs> You're going to babysit a cat? I mean, it's not confirmed. Also, well, I have no pet apartment. It's hard with... Oh, right. Well, if you're babysitting, it's easy if you get caught, just be like, I'm babysitting. It's bitch. hard with cats because they're so particular about their environment that yeah. if you move them, it takes them like 48 hours just to chill out. So right. you're basically stressing out. You're you're not doing them a favor. You're right. making their life a living hell. Yeah. yeah. They feel abandoned and confused. Yeah. Um, Walking out of that bar <laughs> after last call. <laughs> abandoned and confused. Um, so, we're here to talk about... Wait, you didn't ask what I've been up to. Oh, right. I've just been eating by myself at a Chili's in (laughs) rural North Carolina for seven days in a row. (laughs) How could I forget to ask? No, that's all. I I wanted you to elaborate specifically on this detail. Oh, all there is to talk about is I have had all of the vegetarian options on the menu. (laughs) Ben just poured a shot of gin into a glass. <laughs> you know, he's topping it off with a little tawny. So Ooh, lemon lime tawny. So you met a you met a, a, a southern hot at a Chili's. Well, I yes and no. Um, well, yes and no. Yes, yes and no. It was he was a southern hot who I couldn't tell whether he was a backcountry gay. And so from the first couple nights I was at Chili's having my beer and fajitas. Uh, I spent most of the time... Chili's, you can Venmo us $20. Yes. I mean, I'd spent a lot of money there the past (laughs) week. They should Venmo a lot more than $20. Um, 
I'll just say I recommend the Chili's in rural North Carolina over the Applebee's in rural North Carolina, which has... I cannot imagine ever going to a Chili's when there's an Applebee's as an option. I, I know. We I both unsafe. told you it was, Applebee's. Well, I know. And, and when you guys texted me on my first night there, I said Chili's or Applebee's, and you both were emphatically pro-Applebee's, <laughs> and Ben was actually emphatically anti-Chili's. Yeah. And you neutral chilies. I was. Neutral chilies. I like the fajita and the bean dip and the molten lava The cake. chips. The chips are fine. Yeah, and for North Carolina, where there's not an avocado growing within three states around, pretty good guacamole, I gotta say. <laughs> pretty good guac. Right. But the Applebee's was, lo- like, sparsely populated. How? Um, With that $20, you know, app sample. Oh, they've got some great deals at Applebee's. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. The appetizer <laughs> sample. Thank you, Applebee's. You can they have a good us $20. Yes. <laughs> Actually, don't Venmo us $20. Just invest that $20 into getting different light bulbs in your restaurant so it's a little brighter and a little more safe feeling. Oh, I like the ambiance. I don't like it when it's like, you imagine like the guy, the bartender has like a rifle underneath the bar in front oh, of you. Oh, yeah. Uh, that doesn't in- bother me. <laughs> Shoot, shoot me <laughs> just only, shoot me only you know what i'll say guys. i'll say this to to bring it back around to film and and to get us out of this the, this topic <laughs> that i insisted we stay on until i got to speak my truth i have been watching twink picks the david lynch the seminal david lynch uh, the mark frost i am excited to lend you my blu-ray before i've even unwrapped it. i can't wait for twink picks to return <laughs> i was thinking today i still can't believe i'm the only one out of the three of us that has seen Twink picks the return. It's absurd. It's hard to believe. I'm the cinematic I'm, event of the century so I'm far. I'm so <laughs> upset with myself. But you've bullied me into thinking that I need to watch season two. You do. Yeah. I'm, by the way, I'm going to start. It's, I'm going to start calling it Twink picks the refractory instead of the return, just to keep it on Great. on nice. theme. But I've been watching Twink picks, and I'm about halfway through season two. And the delicious irony, or just relationship between life and art was not lost on me that I was watching it in a hotel in a small town that seemed very idyllic and Mm -hmm. uh, Main Street America on the outside. Um, But that driving home at night, I would always see a number of red and blue lights flashing, pulling people over on the side of the freeway. People like pinned up against like, you know, shack looking motels or whatever, like this dangerous underbelly to the Mm -hmm. whole thing. So I really felt like I was experiencing the show in my location. I felt so much less safe there than I do in our sprawling urban center, quite frankly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Brandon, we talk a lot about movies and things that like predicted the Trump election and like Twin Peaks was written and made before the election mostly. And I think we can say that this is something that predicted the Trump election. I agree. And in, in that way, that like that one county in New Hampshire, that whatever, whichever way they go is the way that the country has always gone. Yeah. I feel like that would also be true about that chili that I spent a lot of time in. Because Trump country, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The irony of everybody eating Mexican food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brennan, what the hell are we here to discuss? That is a very good question. We are here. Yes. Oh, I was just going to, before we do that, do you want to talk about what you d- did last night? Yeah, so we're here to talk about foreign films, but before we get to that, something happened last night. I don't know what you did last night. Yes, you do. <laughs> Are you doing a bit? He's doing a bit. I'm not doing a bit. Oh, okay. Great. Oh, well, as everyone knows by now, and as everyone, by, this, by the time this episode releases, everyone will already be done talking about it by now, but... Oh, are you announcing your new job? That's what everyone's been talking about. No, <laughs> it's been it's been the 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 seismic shift in the film industry. 
Is this a bit? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> oh my god. The third Cloverfield film mm-hmm. was dropped. They Eleven be- Cloverfield Lane. They Beyonce'd it. Unceremoniously <laughs> dropped it- onto Netflix. So like what, a trash heap. I was, I was it, it arrived like an a wet overstuffed <laughs> trash bag being dropped into a dumpster from But here's the thing. No one knew it was an overstuffed damp trash bag. Damn. When the announcement was made, everyone was lit, including mm-hmm. myself. I and, and the trailer looks good. It's a trash bag full of cake. And we, yeah, you think it's gonna be this <laughs> dropped into my mouth. <laughs> and Ava DuVernay is like talking about it on Twitter, it's like, oh, this is gonna be good. And then Gugu's the lead, and you're like, this is going to be good. And you look at that cast, David Yellow. What? Uh, oh, Yellow was in this thing? Yes. Daniel Brühl? Yes. Golden Globe-nominated star of Rush from the and, director um, of Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> and Ying Zhang. Oh, really? What? Yes. This cast is stacked. It's stacked. Gugu, I can't pronounce her last name. Mbatha Ra. Thank you. Gugu Mbatha Ra is the lead it looked amazing. People were lit. I was lit. It's a stacked cast. It's like seven pizza boxes next to the dumpster. Or Uma Thurman putting the pizza boxes. <laughs> oh, I th- like Uma's in this thing? What a visual. Feeding them into the fire. Feeding well, all the, the that, pizza boxes <laughs> into the fire. The metaphor still stands because <laughs> these seven talented actors were fed into the fire. <laughs> it's just, okay. So, uh, while vaping tobacco. Four hours later, everyone's watching this thing. And slowly it comes to light. <laughs> That it is, you cut open the bag, and it's not cake, it's steaming shit. <laughs> this thing is bad. And I was watching, and, and I was like... And wet. I was watching Moist. this, and I was like, is this... Does this feel like VOD, direct video, direct to video, because I'm watching on Netflix? But I thought to myself, if I was in the Dome, and it was April, I was at Arclight Hollywood watching this on the big screen, I'd be like, yikes. Yeah. This thing is ugly, it is cheap looking. The entire cast is wasted. The plot makes no sense. Okay, so the original thing was called God Particle, and it got repackaged into a Cloverfield. That's same as Cloverfield Lane. That's God Particle. Same thing as Cloverfield Lane. The difference is Cloverfield Lane, Ten Cloverfield Lane is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God Particle, with that with a tacked on sequence that makes it Cloverfieldified, is not a good movie. It is nonsensical. It doesn't expand on the mythology of Cloverfield. It just what is it, it ruins the mythology of Cloverfield actually because it implies that the original Cloverfield takes place in the future. Which, if you watch the original Cloverfield, it doesn't make sense. Those people are using flip phones. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. So, it what is the defining it. awful characteristic of uh, Eleven Cloverfield Lane? I honestly don't know what it's Cloverfield Paradox. Clover, yeah, we haven't even said the name of it. Cloverfield yeah. Paradox. The, it's the writing. Yeah. The writing. The script is terrible. And the mythology doesn't make any sense. So no, no three-dimensional characters, no compelling stakes. Gugu had me going thinking... She, her performance is so good, she almost fools you into thinking it's a good movie. But then you get through it and you think about it and you're like that was terrible we, but she is really really good we really need to take a step back and consider what we are doing with Gugu Mbatha-Ra who is unquestionably one of the most talented actresses of her generation she is, she is beyond so the, good beyond the lights poop. beyond the lights is a top 10 lead actress performance for me of the last She's 10 years so uh, and also just a great film as well now granted she was in the Emmy winner for best TV movie or whatever last mm-hmm. year for San Junipero the Black Mirror episode but mm-hmm. it is 
I can't comprehend why she is why, why we're not seeing her face on more billboards like all of the time. Yeah, on three billboards, four billboards, all the billboards. She's a star, and it's it's just I, I feel bad for every single person involved in this. Um, but it's great that it got released. I think. I mean, it if it wasn't repackaged, <laughs> glad they got rid of it. If it wasn't repackaged as stinking up the shelf movie, it it never would have been released. Stinker. And it's great because like people were lit for like three hours. <laughs> People shat on it for another 24 hours, and it's already forgotten. Well, I was it's gone. It's I gone. was not Poof. on Twitter. I was busy getting a little too drunk on a Sunday night with my uncle. But Brandon, at Chili's, not at Chili's. Uh, the <laughs> near back only then. because the nearest Chili's in Los Angeles is like in Alhambra or it's in Encino. I've attended. <laughs> <laughs> You, you got lit at Chili's in Encino. I got my molten lava cake, and you got the T-shirt that says it. <laughs> yes. Um. So you missed oh, all the hubbub. I missed all the, but I asked you over text. I'm like, is Twitter freaking out? And, and Twitter like, was yes. freaking out. One of the first people to freak out. It's funny. Was David Ehrlich? Mm. He was like, I only saw him tweet about the buffering. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so he tweeted like, the how is Netflix not saying like it drops in like a couple hours, you motherfuckers? And then like. Netflix, the account, tweeted at him and was like, and quoted him and said that and was like, it's dropping, you motherfuckers. And then three hours later, David Ehrlich is shitting on this movie. <laughs> don't, don't they know that David Ehrlich is not a fan of their service? Like, just got yeah. into a Twitter feud with Mark motherfucking Harris. Uh, which was, oh, really? It's like watching dad and dad fight. Yeah, um, it is. Did you guys see that? I did. Yeah. Anyway. Mark was like, I have a great relationship with Netflix. Yeah. Ooh. Well, it's because, you know, Five Came Back is an incredible has documentary done, series. And yeah, has done really well for him. Yeah. And them. I I mean, maybe. They won't release their numbers. I know. Release I know. the numbers memo. <laughs> Topical ref. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're 20 minutes in. We, we haven't, haven't touched we haven't talked the about... foreign Sorry. language films. I, I, just, I just had to bring up Cloverfield because it's a thing that happened, even though by the time this drops... Yeah, no, no one will be talking. No, about we it. can get back on track, but real quick, the thing about going to Chili's is that you want to get the <laughs> bottomless chips and salsa, and that if you get the fajitas between like I think like seven and nine, they drop six dollars off the price. So, how great is that? Yeah, <laughs> everyone go to your local Chili's. Okay, all right, we're here to talk about what we're actually here to talk about are the five foreign films nominated for the Oscar this year, which are. A fan- roll. Should we do them one at a time? A Fantastic Woman. And then Ben gets to say one. Oh. On Body and Soul. I don't know the order that we need to say them in. The Square. Loveless. We don't need to say the last one. Oh. <laughs> the insult. There's one more. Three billboards oh. outside Ebbing, Lebanon. No, that was all five. I can't count. It, again, in, I, the, in the fade, not nominated. Is that an appropriate... Is that an, I said it earlier in the text and no one responded, but is it appropriate to say that the insult is the... Three billboards outside Ebbing, Lebanon? Yes, mm-hmm. it's the three billboards outside whatever of the foreign branch. It is, it is, uh, it is another violence on many sides <laughs> yeah. film trying to talk yeah. about current issues, about religious discrimination and identity and how everybody's just mad. Nobody's <laughs> Every, listening to anybody. Everyone's mad. Everybody's yeah. just mad. Yeah. It reminds me of The Judge, which is not a movie I've even seen, but just like... Is that a similar... Just like the way that I imagine The Judge is. <laughs> well, we, so, that's so funny that you say that, because we were texting earlier, and you said that it's like, uh, uh, Asghar Farhadi, like, but, but dumb. 
and I and I texted back to you that I thought it was like a separation directed by a bad grad student, but I'd wanted to say a separation directed by the director of the judge, yes. but I've never seen the judge, yeah, so I don't but know. But it is what I imagined the judge to be, which is just a very schlocky <laughs> courtroom drama. <laughs> I will say I have a whole new appreciation for In the Fade after seeing yeah. the result when it comes to shooting those courtroom scenes. I still cannot get over the moment where the judge or, his, or whatever is like... <laughs> You stop cutting off your father or whatever. <gasps> you said your audience got an applause. My audience got an applause. Daniel did yours. My audience got a hearty ha-ha yes. from yours truly. They love it. I did have a, um, People a... loved the insult in my <laughs> screening of There it. was one uh, lady, a classic Limley matinee senior, who was I very vocal a, throughout I the whole thing. Classic as soon Lemley. as the titles came on, she goes, It's in Arabic! <laughs> And then after the titular insult, she goes, what a jerk. <laughs> and of course, we don't know which one's the jerk. Yeah. Is it is it the the Palestinian construction worker or is it the Christian Lebanon dude? Like, what? I don't know. I love it. Violence on many sides. I love a classic Lemley moviegoer. <sighs> so old, so vocal. And she clapped. And I, 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 you know, I was exactly where I wanted to be this afternoon. Hung over, third row for the insult, you know, drove all the way to the Lemley Royal, worth the drive, you know, great people at the Lemley. I can't believe <laughs> but you had to go through the insult this afternoon. But yeah. I was gonna say, I knew that she, there was one person clapping, always in the courtroom scenes, or like, you know, uh... When uh, when when the uh, Palestinian construction worker confronts her, the other guy at the end of the film and is like, "You're a baby!" Like she clapped at that too. Um, how stupid is that moment, by the way? Like the whole movie, is stupid. The, the whole I don't even remember that moment because yeah, I glossed it over in my mind. The whole thing is stupid. But just quickly, speaking of courtroom scenes, in the fade, not nominated, does a much better job with its courtroom scenes. You believe that these are people and not <laughs> actors playing courtroom dress up. Yes. The the uh, the third person speaking prosecutor is the most <laughs> we have seen since Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour. He's like he spends most of the movie like in the courtroom, like with his two fingers pressed against the side of his cheek, <laughs> or like sinking yes. with his pointer finger underneath mm-hmm. his lip, <laughs> like. A lot of bad mustaches in this movie. Like, he's a mustache-twirling villain, literally. I feel bad for that wife. The pregnant wife. <laughs> yeah, I would feel more She's bad for gorgeous. Dump the jerk. I feel bad jerk. for any of them. They weren't real people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to feel emotion for caricatures. Mm-hmm. What I love so much about the insult is its reliance on twists. <laughs> Which is what you really want in like a social commentary film. Why? Twists. Why is why do they make the daughter father in the same courtroom a twist? Well, yeah. why? <laughs> why? You gotta have some personal stakes here, you know. It's it was so, so you gotta imbue the melodrama with a little heart. It's the dumbest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it is like. It is like an uncooked piece of pasta for me, of like the corkscrew pasta. Like lots of twists and turns, but you bite into it and it just like rips it open your teeth. Your teeth. <laughs> yeah. Bad movie. All right. Bad movie. So bad. Let's move ba- on. Bad movie, and I think probably second place to win the category. Which is so. Well, let's talk about this before we move, and I think Ben should talk about this because he was the first one to see it, and you made this point. But so, so why, <laughs> why is the insult tailor made for the Academy? Yeah, tell us. Because it's. 
it makes you feel good and it absolves you of any sins the same way that three billboards absolves the viewer of sins if you are a racist the same happens and because the christians are the ones that are being persecuted quote unquote in the insult one of the twists by the way yeah is oh maybe we're the ones being persecuted Palestinians have won for 50 years um, and it's just like sugar-coated yeah. easy digestible yeah by the way I, I want to know if the Palestinians have been winning for the past 50 years why are they still constantly being bombed mm-hmm. can I bring up I just thought of this when you were talking um, the bad EDM like weird music oh thank you for bringing that up <laughs> the weird like you saw it most recently, Daniel, but when he's, like, walking on the court, and it's boom, like, boom, 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 it's like, what is this, like, what is this, like, beat drop? I'm like, what? It's like, he, it's like he, the filmmaker used, like, this. stock, like, this, Apple music. It sounds like temp music. It sounds like temp <laughs> yeah, music. Yeah, the whole third act has this, like, propulsive, like, rock and roll <laughs> score in the background to really ratchet up the tension. And that was everybody like, what the fuck is happening? Which way is the verdict gonna go? Is it gonna go to the left? Gonna go to the right? Where's it gonna go? This is the boom, 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 like You get like the Wonder Woman score, <laughs> but, like, but like bad. Oh, it's and so like, bad. It sounds like stock music. It sounds like temp music. Like I, I'm surprised there wasn't just like a website whispered over it at one point. And this is like edited, like <laughs> replace <laughs> this, like coolbeats.com. You know, like. Anyway, can we move on? I hate this Wait, movie. Just one, two more things. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it so quick. One is that I love a movie that says its title a hundred times throughout the course of the movie. Well, you, you shouldn't have insulted him. Was that an insult? Watch your insult. That's not an insult. If it weren't for this insult, our baby wouldn't be dying. And then the second thing. Oh it, my god, I forgot about that. The, oh, the baby. baby. The baby's born. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Would you care to elaborate on the baby oh, being born? The baby is born. The baby being born is born early under duress because of this insult. Oh because God. she has to lift up the husband, right? I don't remember the exact circumstances. I just remember her being like, you It's have your fault. You are killing our baby. <laughs> and he's like, No, it's the Palestinian. <laughs> Why are you fixing my drain pipe? I like my rusty drain pipe. But he. When he bashed the drain pipe, the, the like, hush, like, gasps from my audience. <laughs> Not the drain pipe! Oh, why did he do that? Well, I just love that, like, he's really proud of his illegal drain pipe. It's like having, you know, illegal cable 15 years ago. And I love a movie that, like, the, it, it's centered around an incident that starts around the drain pipe of illegal cable. Yeah, just it's like so this guy funny. being an asshole. Okay, this Can we is move on. Somebody said one more let, thing. It, I have just one more. I have a half a thing and then a thing. Which, <laughs> the first, the half a thing is going along with how terrible the sound is. I love <laughs> when when he faints or when he gets punched in the stomach. The the Christian, you get like that tinnitus ring, like. That's <laughs> <laughs> <looks> right. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that's amazing. And then the second is in the first courtroom scene. There is a fade to black within the same scene. <laughs> oh, I remember the fade to blacks. <laughs> the fades in this movie are just out. I mean, 
Talk this is a, another yeah, another like seriously. weird thing that I have a thing about is just fades in general, hard cuts always. Yeah, and this movie is so it, it made me want to like run up and just like smash yeah. the DC. This movie yeah, is fucking like, faded, y'all. It like yeah, why does it fade mid scene? It fades to black, and it, I think like. You know the music sounds temp. This I think bad. Editing. I think this was an error in the avid <laughs> that they forgot to take out. It fell off the back of the bus. The bus. The bus. <laughs> I can't. I can't bus. Can you believe this is an Oscar nominated? Yes, movie? I can. I can. I've seen the other ones. <laughs> I think not this year, but just in general, I've I, seen the other movies. Remember when I said there's no way we're going to go longer than five minutes on each of these? I think. I think this is the only one that we haven't talked about before. No, that's not On true. Body and Soul. I think this is the worst movie that's nominated <laughs> this year. Worse than The Boss Baby. I mean, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen The Boss Baby, but I I want to see The Boss Tiffany Baby. Tiffany Haddish's word as gospel, and for that re- Or not even word. My just, mom loves it. Just applause. And I Vicky, want to see course. The Boss Baby. My I mom think has the... watched it a million times with Baby Grant. And who's who's The Boss Baby himself? Didn't The Literally Boss Baby boss predict baby. Trump? Yes. <laughs> the next thing, please. Okay. Let's talk about... Moving on from... The Square. Oh, The Square. Which is a movie I like a lot. Yeah, let's talk about The Square. We've talked about it before, notes. but let's dive in, yeah. Yes, from the episode BPM it's... plus The Square. It's yeah, been... it's had its own sub-episode. We talked Bracketed. for a while about it. The condom scene stands out for me. Yeah. I tweeted that, that today. today. The chunking of the chair... Uh, oh yeah! Installation stands mm. out for me. That's so funny. The During chunking their of the chair. Oh, what would you call it? It's like that <laughs> sound no, it makes. I go. It's a chunking. And it's like <laughs> certified chunking. Yeah, it's basically doing what Gary Oldman. <laughs> 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 the chunkin' tower. <laughs> the chunkest tower. Wait, have we all seen Darkest Hour? No, nope. Ben hasn't seen it. Are you ever going to see <laughs> it? Yes, I will. It's coming back to a movie past theater in like two weeks. I think it is. I stand it is by not my, so bad. I stand by my enjoyment. Look, I, I was bored to pieces. Film stars don't bored. die in Liverpool yesterday. Oh, well, I can't wait. For and hot I, Jamie Bell cannot believe that like Gary Oldman gets this nomination and Jamie Bell has not gotten this nomination. I've heard he's amazing, and I'm sure that Annette. I would probably vote for Annette over someone. Let me think about that. Well, but Annette is great. Okay. No, I'd vote for her over Fran. We for sure. need to oh, talk about Annette Benning's Venice jury because I sort of think she did a shitty job. Was that this year? She gave The Shape of Water Best Picture, which like doesn't really offend me much, but like there were better options. Three Safe. Billboards gets Best Screenplay. Then this is before. I mean, this is the beginning of Oscar buzz for all these right. things. And the lead actor from The Insult wins Best oh, really? Actor. Taking no. it back to the insult. She is a middle-aged white woman. Well, it's not just her. There's a no, whole I jury, know. but... I don't know how that jury works, like, how much sway she has, you know? I don't know That's how Venice works. Like, I know can. How was really she have. in Film Stars Don't Die in She's Liverpool? She's great. Yeah? She's really great. It's a very good movie. I, I want to see it. it. breaks the mold. It's really interesting formally. It does some really interesting dream and memory stuff, and the performances are just insane well speaking of dreams and memories Too should we maybe off. talk about on body, body and soul well are we done with the square maybe we can come back to it but we'll we've already talked about we've talked about it, talked about it. Yeah, about we all like it we, we all, all love it at one can at the most you know we all think what's his face is really hot clay's yeah. bong the scientologist is great in this movie and yes she is yeah there's she a is. monkey gorilla man that is funny and so funny and dominic cooper is that's not what his name is Right. I know. Yeah. But he's a sweetie. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, right, Unbody uh, and Soul. So, Ben, you enjoyed this lot. movie the most I out of all really of us. I thought it was really peaceful, except for when they fully decapitate a cow. <laughs> I wanted to fucking kill myself. I was like, As a vegetarian, I, I was, was personally very upset by I was going to say, I, I, my letterbox log, I was ready to say, I'm a vegetarian now. I That scene... After seeing Frederick Wiseman's Meat, which is... Gives a slaughterhouse the Weissman treatment, but Yikes. there are just these extended sequences of decapitation and uh, segmenting of different animals. So, like, I'm I'm pretty, I'm not desensitized to it, but I can handle it. But Ben, I just think it's a really nice, like, it's so. The first half hour, I was like, this is fine. This is not why I go to the movies, and then it like slowly becomes why I go to the movies. I don't know. It's just like it moved me. The actors are really good. I have some notes. Like, it's just, like, it kind of meanders a bit too much for what it's trying Especially to do. Especially in the third act, I yeah. think. Yeah. And it, like, the the ending is a very bold choice. And I don't know if I like it or not. What was the ending? Do we want to spoil it? Yeah. I mean. She tries to kill herself. <laughs> oh! Uh, well, deuce, now, that's what I mean. Well, now that you've said it. So, wait, you're thumbs up or thumbs down? I don't know. I'm extremely thumbs down on that. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. And it's funny, can we say the connection again between that movie and In the Fade? Yeah, I mean, this is a first act (laughs) spoiler now that we're going to talk about, which, by the way, I think I've said on the microphone at this point, but Brandon? Oh, just that Diane Kruger slices herself in the tub, and then a phone call brings her back to life and gives her a reason (laughs) for living, and the woman in (laughs) Unbody and Soul... I is slicing more... herself to Laura Marlene. And I saw those movies within two days, I think, of each other at AFI Fest. So How I was funny, just a little the over the, the Dave's Ex Machina there. I have more of a problem with it in In the Fade because In the Fade takes it less absurdly. Like, I think all oh, the yeah. knows that it's crazy. But I but In the Fade is playing it for The shot of realism. her just sitting I, there I, and it dripping down to her feet. I yeah. don't know if I totally agree with that, but only because I might be confusing the suicide yeah. attempts here. Um... But in On Body and Soul, don't you see, like, the blood cl- gushing. just gushing out yeah. of, like, a gash in her Yeah, arm? but then once the phone call comes, it's not not funny. <clears throat> yeah, I, I just did yeah. Yes, and I didn't like that. Um, I, did, I thought that tonally did not mesh well with what came before it. Mm. I mean, it is a very gentle, generous kind of film. Like, you don't see a lot of movies like this that aren't yeah. going out of their way to invest you. They're just banking on the fact that your heart is going to melt into it because the characters on screen are, their hearts are melting too, yeah. I guess. It, it's a it's a cold movie that does become deeply romantic, which... I don't know if it's cold. I don't think it's cold. Because I think... It starts like, cold I think me. the guy is so good, and I understand he is just like a guy who works in a publishing house, IRL. Really? He's not an actor. Wow. Uh, and he's he's very successful, and he's like famous and hungry. <laughs> Really? For being a book publisher. I read several reviews today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the Clay's Bang of yeah. Hungary. And I don't know. I just think he's so good that I'm like immediately invested in him. I think um, that the casting of him and then the woman is really interesting. And like the entire cast of characters, even the hot guy who's like not really that hot. When you think about yeah, who's how. Who's the hot guy? The, the, the new guy. The, the new guy in town. The rebel. Like, the buff oh, no. rebel. Yeah. He doesn't even register for me. Doesn't uh, 
doesn't they think he rustle stole your jimmies. He doesn't rev my engine or rustle my jimmies. <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, they think he slice my cows. They think he's he stole the, the guy. Yeah. yeah. I like the Laura. The use the of Laura Marlene a lot. Pause yeah. Pause for one second. I'm gonna turn mm-hmm. my stove off now. Sure. Oops. Oh. Okay. Hello. Um, I just don't like, and I yes, more movies should use Laura Marling. Well, I just, quickly about Laura Marling. I never listened to her first two albums, but the two songs that this movie uses of hers are from her first two albums, and so it got me listening to her first two albums. You are born again. So thank you on Body and Soul for that. You. We're a dove, and I don't remember the words. Are these Laura Marling lyrics? <laughs> I was gonna try them. I don't know out. who this is. Oh, she's I'm so great music person. Once I was an eagle, oh, you would love "Once I Was an Eagle." In fact, okay. I'm gonna bug you every day until you listen to it. So the song you will love that. Okay. She's the artist where she puts on the headphones, and it's the song the character ends up resonating with. Ugh, after she like goes to the record store, she's like going through hundreds of tapes. She's like, "Not this one. Not this <laughs> one. Not this one." So that- stupid. <laughs> oh, doesn't work. I like the doctor me. character and how annoyed and flustered and she, she like, gets. She's trying to analyze it. I like how the movie gets mad at my job. For doing her job. I oh. like her a lot, and I like how her hair gets messed up, and she like fixes it, and she's like, Ugh. she's just so annoyed. It's like Nicole Kidman in uh, The Beguiled. The mm-hmm. the uh, softer her grip becomes of uncontrol in the house, the more frazzled her hair, her hair. becomes. Yeah. I, yeah, I liked. I that was actually my favorite. Those were my favorite scenes. The doctor doing the analysis between with the girl and then with the guy, and then them realizing, and then her thinking. Basically, the whole conceit of them mm-hmm. realizing yeah. they share the same dream. I liked. That was my favorite part. And the dreams are beautiful looking. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, <clears throat> cinematography's great. I just like it a lot. I Fair. wish that the female lead was not so infantilized at a certain point like she's just such like a goofy little infantile thing it just broke me the wrong way yeah i disagree great do you want to elaborate on that no i just don't think it's that i just disagree i don't really have anything to add i have a question and maybe ben you can answer it why is she going to a child psychiatrist because the movie is literally infantilizing her. <laughs> and why there's that moment where she like reveals to the guy that she has like this insane memory. And it's like, what? <laughs> Miss that just, part of the movie. She's just a a strange human being. She's just yeah. a little bird. <laughs> Arrested development. Yeah. Okay. I mean that's what I figured, but I didn't know if you had a deeper reason. She's just a big handful of fluffy cotton she um she kind of looks like laura marlene yeah maybe she just is anyway so (laughs) the next the next movie we're talking about is loveless uh, we've talked about loveless eight thousand times already but let's let's talk about it again. let's just remind everyone i've only seen 80 minutes of this movie then walked right out of the theater (laughs) so the problem with that is that the final 40 minutes or whatever of that movie are very very good look i tried to get a screener when it actually got the oscar nomination and i knew that we were doing this podcast i was like i should try to see the rest of the movie and i couldn't get a screener would have loved if you had gotten the screener watched it at home and still couldn't get past it (laughs) you just walk out of your house 
<laughs> I really like the score in this movie. I don't know if we've talked about that already. You used very sparingly. The pounding piano. Yes. It's haunting. I like the way it opens, the way it closes with it. I love Loveless. I think there's a lot of haunting imagery in it. Uh, and, and haunting sound and haunting imagery. The the yellow caution tape ribbon or whatever in the tree, just mm-hmm. like flapping in the wind at the end. Mm-hmm. We talked about on another episode, like the amazing visual symbolism of the mother jogging on a treadmill on the Russian Olympic uniform. Like, mm-hmm. I think that for as cold, brittle, and cruel a movie as it is, it ultimately becomes an impassioned plea for a more empathetic society. Um, and also, I don't. We haven't talked about this. I love the space of that apartment, and then how it also becomes a metaphor for like the national identity, and how it eventually gets like all stripped down and then repurposed at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and here's a movie that's wet and works. It very wet. A lot of and melted works, snow. Works very well. I've um, seen Stalker. Like I'm okay on wet Russian. Movies. Wet Russian movies, which and... was playing at the New Art today. Mm-hmm. And um, if we were recording this. I would be there right now. Oh, sorry. I, you know, sorry to tear you away. I'm happy to be here. Um, all right, so that's Loveless. I don't know. We've already talked about that movie. Yeah. Um, a few times. Let's let's, let's talk about well, the only one left. A fantastic woman. Is Which, that the only one left? It's the only one. Well, because wow. we just breezed right we by did. the square. We've already we've talked, talked about, the about the square. A fantastic woman is so good. Yeah. Did you see the picture of Daniel Daniela Vega? Shaking or meeting Meryl Streep at the Oscar luncheon no, today. I did. How how delightful. That's nice. How delightful. Why was Laura Dern there? Because she's a governor. Oh. And I only say that so quickly because I solved this Had problem. Had that question. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier today. <laughs> like, what the fuck was she in? Can you imagine Laura Dern just kind of crashing the yeah, party? Yeah, like, I could. I'm with my dad! He was nominated <laughs> four years ago, Laura. Apparently, Laura Dern was just walking around introducing <laughs> Timothy Chalamet as if he were her son. <laughs> I heard she that. She was like, have you met Timmy? That's so cute. Timmy! I don't know why I made Laura British. Have you met him? Have I you met not-so-tiny Tim? I love Six that. feet tall? Oh, yeah. Um, um, okay, so Fantastic so, Woman. Yeah, so this is a movie that is universally liked, but in this room, a little divisive. <laughs> I, I, I think, do you guys think it's the front runner? Because I do. Yes. And maybe the square... Maybe the square. I think, I think second. I, I think do it's think fantastic a fantastic woman. woman. A fantastic woman will appeal to more people. And a fantastic woman comes out the weekend we're recording this. So go see a fantastic woman. It's going to be watch, out by the time. Watch we Sebastian Lelio's previous film Gloria before you go. Yeah. And then watch the trailer for his first his, his English language debut, D- Disobedience, Disobedience, which looks real weird. <laughs> Doesn't did you Rachel guys McAdams. watch? Did you watch that trailer? I haven't watched it yet. Trailer is not great, Bob. Mm-hmm. I poster's great though. Talked about this movie already, and I just want—I am genuinely curious to hear why Ben doesn't like this extremely likable movie. Let's hear it, bitch. Because I <laughs> felt nothing. What? What? That's so surprising. That's very surprising. I felt nothing. You didn't wow. feel her plight, and you didn't feel her struggle, and no, you didn't feel I, her I, sadness. I mean, I can't tell... And her triumph yes, by the end. I can't tell you that you should have felt something, because you didn't feel something, mm-hmm. and therefore that's how Benjamin, Ben, Empey, reacts to the film. So yeah. I can't instruct you to behave otherwise. But I will say, 
I'm surprised to hear that that's your critique of it because I think that Daniela Vega is doing a similar thing to Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out mm. and that her eyes end up being this vessel of understanding for the audience to look at the world differently from her from her perspective mm. and how something that seems innocuous to like a cis person is like getting 10,000 daggers in your face. And like the just the suspicion that she's constantly under for just yeah. being there, for just existing. Yeah. That she's assumed to have an ulterior motive for being overcome with grief when her lover dies and running away from the hospital that is viewed as complicity in an act of murder. But anyway, this is all to say, like, I think the movie does such a good job of foregrounding you in her experience. I'm just surprised to hear that's your problem with it. I just didn't like it. But you did like the use of mirrors, which is very prevalent. Did I say that? Yeah, maybe. I have no memory. Amazing of that. shot sure. with a mirror at the end. I like the dance yeah. sequence. Dance sequence is great. And I like the wind. Love the wind. Little on the nose. I mean, these, I'm not, it's not on the nose. These are the big very... cinematic moments which totally work thought... for me, but it's yeah. in the neorealism. Can I say something dismissive as a bit tongue in cheek joke? Yes. I've seen a Pedro Almodovar, and they're all better. That's not an Almodovar film. It I is. don't think it is. No, 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 no. I don't think so. I mean, because this movie has such. Uh, it's not a melodrama. On some Isn't level, it? on some level it is, but Almodovar mostly is working more, certainly with personal themes, but they're tied into the sort of grandiose uh, environment, which is like they're you know just like all the wallpaper is full of emotions. Like it's these sort of yeah, I just feel hyperbolic like this was trying to exactly. do that and fail. But I just don't think it does that because so much of the movie takes place in such normal sort of humdrum spaces. Like it feels so sure. lived in that world, and that those perfectly placed like pops of panache certainly feel Almodovarian, um, like in the club, right? Um, but even that, like. I don't know. It's a different kind of ex- of expression for me. Yeah, it felt very singular to me. I was bored. Ah! I wanted to leave. Ah! I didn't leave because I thought maybe this is my problem and it'll be solved if I stay. Uh-huh. I-, I will say Daniela Vega at the Q&A uh, for the film at AFIFS said something extraordinary, which was she said, um, like, we built the pyramids. We have put a man on the moon. Why can't we understand each other more? Like... In our society, like we've yeah. we've created all these enormous achievements for humankind, and yet we can't look at someone who is looks different than we are, identifies different than we are, just is a different person than we are, and we can't bridge that with empathy. Yeah. Which I thought was just a beautiful mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just think the movie's incredible. I think she's out of sight. Yeah, I mean, I... she is volcanic. I love this movie a lot. And a lot of the, and she's simmering for a lot of it too. Sorry, but yeah, I'm just talking too much. No, no, no. I what mean, else is new? that's I mean that's all good things to say. My one of my favorite scenes, like speaking to um, what you said about like just putting the viewer in her shoes, like when the who is it? Is it a social worker? Someone comes, yeah, basically. and interrupts. When she's at work. Yeah. And, like, I need to talk to you. And she's like, I can't be pulled away from work too long. I will get fired. Like, and just, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. But I like that scene a lot. I do, too. It's just, like, when I think of, like, other sort of, like, neorealist class dramas of late, it's, like, 
Sasha Lane speaks so much more to my soul than right. this does. And I know that that's a different movie. Well, I, I introduced the term, but neorealist maybe isn't the right term. But there is like a there is this like class study going on. Absolutely. And I think there's and like there there's something similar in it. I was thinking about it because I knew we were recording this when we saw Wendy and Lucy that it's like both movies are like a journey mm-hmm. and there is this class struggle and I was just like I feel so much for Michelle Williams and I just don't feel it here. What I yeah. where I do feel it is in the ways you feel Marina's powerlessness and her ferocity as a human. Like she is denied uh, a validity for her experience left and right. Uh, just like basic human decency, like keeping her dog or keeping their apartment, and is just denied all this by people with privilege and power. Basically, just like the power of privilege and how the character with the least amount of privilege, ergo the least amount of power, is the most dynamic human in the piece. And all of the people with all the power are all just like fucking assholes. Yeah. And you feel her powerlessness and that struggle and just how hard it is to live every single day from this experience, from this perspective, like how you are just constantly being reminded by the world around you, this is not for you. Um, And in that way, I mean, class totally, that's not so much how I, I wasn't, I I didn't watch it as a class thing. I watched it more of like a power and privilege thing, which are certainly tied into class. But um, that's how I watched it anyway. Yeah. I felt the same way. I'm just gonna say I agree with you, Daniel. I, mean, I have nothing more to add, but I like it overwhelmingly acclaimed. I'm a naysayer. That's sure. Usual. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I really don't know why this is the one, but I do love that you have opinions. I just, which sounds dismissive, but I genuinely mean I love Ben's opinions. I feel how I feel. You feel how you feel. He's... Okay, so let's rank. Okay. We're going to do our personal rankings of... Of the category. Of, And yes. then we'll go quickly after that into our top five foreign language films yeah. of the year. Yeah. Some of which were not nominated. A lot of which oh, were not nominated. Uh, Most of which. <laughs> I think all of mine were not nominated. Three, three out of five of mine were not. Yeah. So I'll just start with my ranking, which is number... Well, let's... I'm going to do it this way. Number one is a fantastic woman. Number two is Loveless. Number three is The Square. Number four is Body and Soul. And then there's, to quote, to, to take a page out of Ben's book, there's seven layers of shit, bunch of dead people, more Aww. shit. Aww. Oh, why is there dead people? <laughs> bad, bad choice of words for this movie. <laughs> oh, no. Just shit. And then the insults. <laughs> Quickly, we have the exact same list. Nice. We exact do. same list. I knew we would. As predicted. I knew we Brandon would. Brandon is the prognosticator of the table mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to lists. Hello. And then mine is, I think, The Square, then On Body and Soul, then A Fantastic Woman, then Loveless, a movie I watched, walked out on ahead of the insult. <laughs> <laughs> What's so frustrating about the insult is, like, that could be an interesting story. It's themes... Okay. Worth exploring. But it just in a not terrible way. It just isn't. There's nothing sensitive about it. There's no people. There's no characters. It's just different mouthpieces for different opinions. Yeah. You know what this movie could have used? How about some subtext? Yeah. Rather than like everybody's just like. Quite nice. I 
I'm a Muslim and therefore X, Y, Z. And then someone's like, I'm a Christian, X, Y, Z as well. And no one, like, it, it hit me like two thirds of the way in. I'm like, I don't know a damn thing about anybody on the screen. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I don't know their personalities. I just know that the Christian is very, like, and that's it. <laughs> that's and that's literally, literally it. it. Anyway. Literally. Literally. Oh, okay. and and then let's all um, give an official prediction. Like no waffling. No, no could be this. No could be that. I'll go first, I guess. I think that a fantastic woman is going to win. I also think a fantastic woman will win. I'm gonna say the square. Cool. <gasps> That's we'll a, see. We'll see. You know what? For uh, for calling it a square, that's a pretty hip pick. It is. Are we saying our top five foreign yeah. films of yes. the year? So these are our top five foreign language films of the year. Exactly what Brandon just said, but I'm repeating it <laughs> to make sure everyone gets it. Did everyone hear that? Okay. Number five is a fan. Oh, no, sorry. Number five <laughs> is The Ornithologist. <gasps> Number four is A Fantastic Woman. Number three, Nocturama. Number mm. two, BPM, and number one, Faces Places. Nice. Thank you so much. Mine, number five, Staying Vertical. Fuck yeah. Woo! Hell yes. <laughs> number four. Giving birth to a great pick. Number four, <laughs> BPM. Huh. Nice. Number three, same as Brandon's. <gasps> Hello. Nocturama. Number two, On the Beach at Night Alone. Mm. Number one, Faces Places. Number 1.5, Call Me By Your Name, <laughs> which is an Italian motion picture. Basically, is. I know. It's just not a foreign language. Basically, no. is. All right. <clears throat> from Russia, number five, Loveless. Woo! From South Korea, number four, On the Beach at Night Alone. From Chile, number three, A Fantastic Woman. From France, number two. How the hell was this not nominated, or how was this not even on the short list? Bipum. And in number one, I almost called it Bipum. Also too. from France, <laughs> Visage, M, Village, M, Faggot. Did everyone see? What's the translation there? I didn't quite catch it. <laughs> Faces, places, faggots. Nice. Um, Jr. brought Thank you, a faggot. cardboard cutout of Agnes to the. Academy Award nominee. And it, it's today. like that classic like Agnes thing. pose where she seems like she's just like breezing through like <laughs> a, a low hanging tree. Like, and isn't uh, the same cutout he like posed on the beach touching a surfer? Probably. Oh, no, probably. I wouldn't be surprised if JR had numerous cutouts. It's like sort of his thing, like to have of, big yeah, cutouts, photographs of, of people. Agnes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, or just of, and yes. Um, well, cool. great. So, so we all we all like Faces, Places, Faggots the best. Quite a yep. bit. And as, as everyone here knows, we are the Faces, Places, Faggots. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that's what we're... If anyone, is lo- if anyone has logged Faces, Places on Letterboxd in the past eight months, it's because of us. <laughs> just going to... Just gonna... Please at us and let us know <laughs> your thoughts on Faces, Places. My number three of the year. Yeah, I got to say, I'm... Not so proud of a lot of things I've done in this life, but I am really proud of getting Agnes Varda her first Academy Award yeah, nomination. Yeah, it was because of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one really knew who she was. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cleo from Five to What Now? Yeah, who the? Huh? The she's Bonner? A, I don't know what that is. a documentarian too? Huh? Huh? Mirrors! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta quit with if that. If Gary Oldman, at, during his acceptance speech, doesn't go... 
Not very much. I will be very upset. He will be like, thank you, Leslie. <laughs> and she will to just glare from her seat. She'll be like, oh, you can shut up. You can shut right up. <laughs> you can shut right up. <laughs> it hurts my ears. <laughs> oh, to Congratulations me. to my son, whose father was also not <laughs> for an Oscar. Leslie. <laughs> Leslie Shade Manville. <laughs> Let me tell you. Love that take. Whew. All right. Leslie Manville, queen of hot night. takes. I, mm. I, I'm, everyone knows this about her. It's the one thing everyone knows. Yeah. Well, everyone pause for a sip. <laughs> we oh, and by, is, the, by the this way, this is the we, part of we the are, program. We are drinking delicious Anchor Steam beer. <laughs> Brewed in San Francisco, California. I am modeling the bottle to the microphone like Laura Linney in The Truman Show. We are. And I only bring that up to say that if you are listening to this, please at Anchor Brewing and encourage them to sponsor this podcast. They have liked they our tweet. The official beer. They, they are the official beer of the IMO. They have responded to our tweet. I'm drinking Tank Array for caloric reasons. Tanqueray. But if you hop on that spot, but if you Ray gives a give us a holler, yes. get us on the horn. T- yeah, Tanqueray, get us on the horn. I drink Tanqueray exclusively unless Beef Eater is on sale. <laughs> Beef Eater, get us on the horn. Well, here's the sad fact: the reason why Anchor Steam is the official beer of Movies IMO is because it's always on sale right. at the pavilions. It's also a delicious beer. There's just something about the maltiness of it that is just so refreshing <laughs> when, know, I need, when I need to swallow the hot garbage coming out of my mouth. <laughs> You know, whenever I'm parched from my speaking on the mic, I just like to take a nice swig of Anchor Steam beer. Let me just say that. The deep amber color. I'm reminded of Laura Dern and downsizing. Like, oh, and I got these new diamond earrings. What's that? And and Neil Patrick Harris would be like, what did you do now? (laughs) Regular uh, uh, Laurel and Hardy. Regular Harrison Dern. There they are. But yeah, I mean, really. 30 cents. (laughs) Well, let's talk about other films nominated and that have won the Academy Let's talk about the category first, I think. Like, let's set some, some, you know, a nice milieu we can all soak in collectively. Let's do it. Um, Like a couple of teenage Utah. Talking about the foreign film branch. Uh Oh. So the foreign language branch of the Academy is motherfucking insane. Is not often right. Um, maybe the most problematic of all the categories. It is the definition of a problematic fave for me, though. It is wild. I still cannot believe that it, like, nominates by country. Country. I can't, I just... Country. Ooh, I mean, this is why... <laughs> I just, I can't believe it. I can't either. In the either. year of our Lord 2018. That that is still what we're doing. <laughs> well, you did you guys read that, um, like, in the 80s, I think, there was this whole scandal, because there was this Argentinian film uh, whose name I will look up as I'm talking, um, but the Argentinian government or the art consulate or whatever did not elect to send that to the Academy, and so Uruguay happily helped them out, kind of snagged the film themselves, and submitted as Uruguay's mm-hmm. official submission. And it gets the nomination. It's called A Place in the Wind. And then the nomination is revoked once the Academy realizes that there are no Uruguayans involved with oh, the making wow. of the film. That's Just a fun dark. fact. That is fun. A Place in the World. Did I say wind? You did. 
Sorry, I just Googled it. It's a place in the world. Um, I think, and I also think it's totally fucked that no one involved in making the movie receives the award. The country gets it. <laughs> it is just the country in general. Wait, what? Yeah, which yeah. is how Akira Kurosawa won the Soviet Union an award <laughs> in turn the Cold War. Federico Fellini, personally, nominated for 12 Academy Awards. Wins an honorary. Right? Winner of zero competitive. And right. then he was given an honorary in 93. Directed four movies that won at Best Foreign Film for Italy. He is he is the, <laughs> the most awarded filmmaker. So where does that statue go? And like, in the I embassy? I don't know who like, received the, the trophy statue. case at the embassy? I don't know. And it's bullshit. And, like... So weird. Like there should be like a Lennon's tomb for country's Academy Awards and Pedro should be a two-time Oscar winner right now. Right. But he is only one one himself. Hanukkah. Amor. It's nominated for what? Six? It's nominated for picture, director, actress, screenplay, five. Five. Foreign. That's five. And it only won the award that he doesn't get. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure Emmanuel Riva won the Oscar, and there's nothing anyone can tell me to disprove that. (laughs) Perfect. I mean, Hanukkah still doesn't win that one either. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) So, it's It's just crazy. It's fucked. It's crazy. It's insane. Boonwell. Lunacy! (laughs) Boonwell. I don't get it! (laughs) Has not? One plus one equals three! Yeah. Yes. Um, the Charm of the Bourgeoisie right. wins Best Foreign Film. And he doesn't have a he trophy have for one it. One equals Bourgeois. Never mind. Uh, yeah, it's 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 craziness. <sighs> Bourgeois three. That's what I was going to say. Bergman. Well, Bergman. Bergman, yeah. D- three. Did Bergman not win a competitive Oscar? I don't think Pedro he did. Pedro Almodovar? No, he doesn't have one. No, he, no, won, he won for, for screenplay, screenplay for, Talk to her. for Talk to Her. Although Talk, Talk to, to Her, her is not nominated for foreign language film. Which is... Also lunacy. Yeah. Also, you know, while we're talking about problems with this branch, um, the overwhelming Bergman majority of... did not win a competitive Oscar. Well, that's wow. bullshit, too. The overwhelming majority of winners in this category go to Caucasian European countries, mm-hmm. for the most mm-hmm. part. Keep in mind, South Korea, which for the past, you know, almost 20 years has had an incredibly exciting, invigorating national cinema going on. You get Park Chan-wook out of there. Obviously, you get Hong Sang-soo. You get um, Kim Ji-woon. Like, you're getting some... Bong Joon-ho. S- bong- fuck! Bong Joon-ho! Mm-hmm. All, some masters of the form. South Korea, no nominations. Romania, which goes through its new wave, uh, you know, a decade ago. Christian Pugh has never been nominated. Four months... Four months? No! And, and, uh, and not? No, let me read you the nominations that year. The Counterfeiters from Austria, 12 from Russia, Beaufort from Israel, uh, Mongol, which is the Genghis Khan movie from Kazakhstan, <laughs> and then um, Katyn from Poland. But that's actually, that's a good filmmaker. I haven't heard of any of those movies. Um, yeah, the only one I've heard of is, is The Counterfeiters. I just want to say, like... The Genghis Khan movie's not very good. Um, and Four Months, Three Weeks, and Two Days is one of the best movies ever made. How did that not get shortlisted? Was it submitted? Was this before the select committee? Perhaps. Yeah. It must have been. I think so. Well, because Four Months, Three Weeks, Two Days is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. I, the most tense theater-going experiences of my life, although I didn't see that in theater, would be Four Months, Three Weeks, Two Days, Green Room... Uh, this list doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but Green months... Room is very intense. Oh, yeah. My arm went numb. I was leaning into my armrest so hard. Was it so when 
the arm got the corkscrew arm sliced. The, Do you want me to the have an soft opinion right corkscrew now? pasta. I found Green Room very boring. I didn't feel anything in that movie. You didn't. You didn't feel like the pain of getting your arm chopped off. No. His arm turns into literal like. What I love about spiral. I could have fallen asleep. What I love about Green How? Room. What I love about Green Room is how is much eating people's it spends faces. so much time on just the bureaucracy of neo-Nazis. <laughs> that movie was like my number 20 that year, I think. Green Room, super prescient movie. This movie was made before Trump. Yeah, that movie also predicted it. Yeah. I love movies that just predict it. I love that, uh... It. How wonderful. Yeah. Speaking of movies that That's predicted... That's the stupidest thing to Speaking of movies that predicted... That movies predicted it. 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 Uh, Did it La Strada it? is a film that won Best Foreign Language Film. Film with the clown in it, everybody. I love La Strada. Well, that's one of my all-time. So let's movies, let's everyone. let's jump into this. Let's then. just talk about what Fellini's four well, winning films were. Well, let me say first, we talked about everyone was going to bring their favorite winner in this category to the table. So while we're on Fellini, I will say that Knights of Kiberia is my favorite winner for Best Foreign Language Film at the Oscars of all time. Have you guys seen Knights of Kiberia? No, that uh-huh. is one of the Fellinis that I've not seen. It's his last film in the <clears throat> neo-realist tradition before he goes on to make La Dolce Vita and then Eight and a Half, and then it just gets wackier and, mm-hmm. and heavier-breasted from there. But Knights of Kiberia, we don't have time for me to run my fucking mouth to about this. To cry over the last three minutes. But the last three minutes are beautiful. I just think that... Um, it and is his a, wife, Julieta Machina. Yeah, she gives one of the all-time great performances in Cinema in this film. Cinema. Cinema. Shout out to the Italians who have won this award more than any other. The greatest That's exactly art, right. art makers in history. And then the what? Italians. France is number two. Mm-hmm. I forgot after that, but I did remember And then maybe two. Spain after that? Probably. Oh, but um, Japan must be up there because of Kurosawa. Yeah, yeah but I mean, Kurosawa wins three, three for the Soviet Union. Yeah. Um, Rashomon won, though. Rashomon. Oh wait! This I is have... Rashomon won before they were nominees. Right. They wait, guys, I have the, I have this pulled up. Yeah, they have it in the corner. Knights of Kiberia is really good. We've moved past it. It's amazing. It encompasses both the light Wins. and the dark. And recommended Sebastian Lelio's Gloria earlier has the same final sequence, basically. Oh, sorry. oh here we go. It's Italy, France, and then Espana. So Italy has fourteen wins. France has 12, and then it plummets to Span- Spain and Japan tied for four. And we can thank Mr. Kurosawa for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Get this, Tarkovsky, another problem with this category, or with this branch. Tarkovsky, never nominated. Mm-hmm. Chantal Ackerman, never nominated. Mm-hmm. Jean Dielman did not get to wear a gown to the Academy Awards. Yeah. How did that not get She nominated? did not get to bread the fillet. They just on the stage. it, though, so maybe she attended. I think that's, that's a good point. I think that's, that's, that's my favorite winner, Discreet Charm. Nice. Mine is, mine is eight and a half. Nice. Yeah. It would be Palm Door winner, Little Chevita, which got a Best Original Screenplay nomination, which got a Best Director nomination, wow. which did not get a Foreign Film nomination. I love to complain about a branch for awarding the same people every time, and two-thirds of our personal picks were Fellini films. <laughs> um, a fun Fellini tidbit that I love to note is that 
Amarcord was nominated for Best Foreign Film in 1974, and then the next year yes. was nominated for Best Director and Best Screenplay. Yes. Which is just like a weird... Like, and that's why... Because of the date. U.S. release date This situation. is why I was wondering if Talk to Her was a similar thing. I wonder. I don't know. I feel like they must have changed the rules to avoid that from... Mm-hmm. This also happened with Bergman for one of his movies, I think. Probably. Here, I have that open right now. Well, then you can fact check me in real time. <laughs> oh, but it doesn't say the foreign film nominees under his awards. Oh, God Because he's not nominated as the foreign film award. Right. All I know is that he Bergman's won... best film wasn't even eligible. He won the Fallberg Award, and then three years later was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay. You know what I like about Ingmar Bergman? makes really happy movies. Mm-hmm. Always cheers me up. <laughs> if I'm in a bad mood, if I'm in the doldrums, bad I just pop bad. on cries and whispers. Really get I'm you glad. get you going. I'm I'm crying tears I've of joy. I've taught my Google that if I type Bergman in, it doesn't bring up Ingrid first. Nice. I've taught it. Nice. Taught it well. I remember as like a stupid, cocky, like 13-year-old cinephile, meaning I saw Crash. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I saw Ingmar Bergman's name written on the internet and had the audacity to think, someone obviously misspelled Ingrid. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Idiots. Oops. Child. Silly child. Silly child. Um, I want to bring up the year I mentioned you guys. Oh, I want to bring Pan's this up. Oh, Pan's Labyrinth year. Where the fuck when is the that? Lives of Others 2006. One? Great movie. So, from the director of The Tourist I don't comes re- The Lives of Others. I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, was 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 it an upset that the lives of others won, or was it just me thinking Pan's Labyrinth was supposed to win? I think Annette Bening, yes and no. People definitely were like, "The Lives of Others is a fantastic movie," but it was like, "Well, obviously Pan's Labyrinth is nominated in all the other categories, so it's going to win." Type of thing. There were probably people thinking they were going to rep Lives of Others over the runaway favorite Pan's Labyrinth. I yeah. also think that Pan's Labyrinth is so dark that. It's certain. I mean, it didn't get like a cinematography nomination and a production design nomination. Think, like, it got yeah. like five or six nominations, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Things I could easily fact check, but that's the challenge I issue to our listeners. But <laughs> you can understand why guilds react to it. It is just such a exquisitely wrought world, so fantastical in its design. Mm-hmm. And Del Toro was a big enough name at that point that people were going to see his movies and then the guilds would have access. Like, it, right. it wasn't like a stretch to like go down to the art house. It also it. won three Oscars. It, it won for... Cinematography. Cinematography. Art direction. Art direction. Makeup. Makeup. Nice. And it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay, yep. Best Score, mm-hmm. and Foreign Language Film. Yeah. Wow. I just think that that movie might have proved a little too unsavory for some of the voters as well. Yeah. I also think that historical films, especially if they involve some sort of fascist or totalitarian regime, tend to do very well in this category. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lives of Others, which is all about um, doesn't the secret Pan's police, Labyrinth also fall under that category though. But it's the it's the <laughs> it's Spanish, it's, but it's the Spanish Civil War. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's funny. That it does yes. count. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I'm not saying the Spanish Civil War doesn't count. I'm saying that it doesn't surprise me that these voters might have been more interested in the secret police uh, I just, of Germany. I just remember being super upset Pan's Labyrinth didn't win because I hadn't seen The Lives of Others. But then I went to see, I remember I saw The Lives of Others after it had won and walking out and being like, it can win. It's, it's really good. It's so good. really fucking it's good. It's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it's a really great movie. Yeah. You know, when... When you write a script, you have to think about your protagonist dilemma. Like, 
they're an elephant with a bad memory. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I That's mean? Like, example. Well, just like, you know, sort of like a contrast and like who they are, what their position is, and then what they want. Mm-hmm. And it is just such a beautiful, melancholy device to have a man who eavesdrops for a living be so lonely that he is living vicariously through all these people that he is eavesdropping on recording and then sending their secrets to the government in a way they're both like they're his best friends yeah they're his only friends and he's also betraying them left and right and then how great is the end of that movie when he walks into the bookshop yeah i wish i remembered i don't remember anything about that movie i just remember really really enjoying it it's totally beautiful i need to revisit it you should I shall. Yeah, I want you to. <laughs> let's do a Thank surveillance double feature. Let's do the conversation and let's and do the lives of others. others. Oh, that would be a good one. I also want every happiness for you in the world, Brandon. Oh. I agree with Ben. Okay. So we want you to watch Really appreciate it. that. We just would like you to watch it again. Um, Any other years that are of, of interest? Let's talk about The Secret in Their Eyes, which got that amazing American remake. Yes. One of the only Nicole Kidman <laughs> movies I walked out of. <laughs> I pretty well. You wait, actually, is you, friend she's of the... in Loveless. You don't know that because she's sort of an, oh. she's a third wait, does, this, does this mean friend of the pod Sam Herbst has to talk about the secret in their eyes? Yep, you have I wonder, to. I How exciting! Who he's doing it with? Sam, are you listening? I think that the three of us should do an episode of that show of the Kid Manifesto. Yeah, Sam, are you listening? Have I not told you the same? And I've talked about that. I mean, I've talked to Sam about it too, but I'm putting it on the record so we do something about it. Hey, Great. Sam. <laughs> hey, 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 Terry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what the no, fuck? No, but how? Wa- like, Secret in Their Eyes wins Best Foreign Language Film over Jacques Odiard's A Motherfucking Prophet. Over and, uh, Michael Hanukkah's The, the white, white Ribbon. I love The White Ribbon. I mean, The Secret in Their Eyes wins because it has that opening shot above the I football stadium it. going all the way in onto the field, into the stands, and then we, like, what? That's all people watched. And they were like, this is... That... Beautiful! <laughs> Chinima! Chinima! Chinima. I think it's interesting that this category, even though they don't get the nominations personally, they don't win the awards, their countries put them in a linen's tomb type thing in a public square. Square. Milos, like the square. Um, The square. (laughs) The square. Um, Milos. Milos Forman gets a couple nominations for his early films here. Ang Lee gets a couple nominations in this category. Denis Villeneuve gets nominated for Ansandi. And these end up, these people go on to become Academy favorites. It's obviously not true for your... um, I don't know. He, he, this guy never went anywhere. Uh, Alejandro Gonzalez and Yari too. Uh, no, but like, Who? Uh, like um, oh Ben, you have to talk about Caroline your... Link. Oh you yeah, know? we can talk about the VR experience. Oh, yeah, talk about Carne it. Tell us. Tell, tell our listeners. It's so fucking intense. And it's <laughs> really fucking great. Um, you are told go through the curtain. Take off your shoes and socks, put them in the locker, and sit down until the alarm rings. That's terrifying. Yeah. So you go into the next room, and it is the coldest fucking room, which is supposed to replicate what, like, Border Patrol detention centers are like for people who are trying to cross the border that are captured. Um, And there are actual shoes and socks scattered throughout the room that they have collected from across the border. Wow. And you sit, and then next to the door, there's like a typical alarm light, and after about 
12 minutes. I don't know how long it was. Probably Felt like forever. Yeah. The alarm rings, and you go into the next room, and it's a large room, bigger than my apartment. Both rooms. And it's just... The headset's not on yet, right? No. And it's covered in sand. And there is actual border wall on all four sides. Jesus. And it's dark because you're going to put a headset on. And there are two technicians and then they put the headset on you and a backpack with the equipment. And they're like, you're connected to a cord. And like, we're going to follow you as you move around. It's totally up to you if you even want to move around. Like, you could just stand still the whole time. Like, the video was going to play. And like, you're in it and you can do whatever you want. And he was like, just... You know, you don't know how close you're going to be to a wall, so don't make any sudden movements, basically. And also, you're connected to a cord, so don't make any sudden movements. He was like, we've had people, like, spin around really fast and get caught in the cord, and they fall over. Oh, my God. Um, So then you put the headset on. So then it starts, and you're just, like, alone in the desert. And you walk around, and it's, like, very... You've taken your shoes and socks off. It's, like, a sensory overload. It's not photorealistic. It's, like, you're in a video game of a desert. Mm -hmm. And then it's like you start hearing voices and you try to find these people (laughs) and you see there's like a group of people, including children, trying to cross the border. And then I think the next thing I was like, there's a helicopter like over like far away, but in the corner. And then like all of a sudden there's a spotlight on me (laughs) and it's like people are screaming. And then it's like cars have driven up and there are men with assault rifles in my face screaming at me and then um and then it's like there's a flash and then it's like very quiet and there are people just like sitting and then it does like very in yari two things where like the table becomes like a boat of people falling through so, into the river so and it's dying. about as subtle as any in yari yeah. project and it's really it's like heart pounding it sounds well suited for his sort yeah of emotional and it's terrifying and it's really incredible and it's about nine minutes of this and there are like different little vignettes and then when it's over, you go into the next room, and there is... There's another room? Yeah, and it's just, like, photos of all of the people that are the real people who the story is based on, and, like, what they went through, and, Jesus. and like, a little blurb about each of their stories, and, like, the one that hit me the hardest was she remembers they were trying to cross the border, and there was, like, a six-year-old who was getting tired, and they just left him. Wow. Well, that's gutting. Mm-hmm. And how, I want to know what the graphics are like. So it's it's not photorealistic, but like, it's what really are we talking about? Like, I mean, I'm not a gamer. But like, does it look like good? Does it look yeah. like, I mean, like it's a like, modern game or like yeah. an old game? No, it's pretty modern. Okay. And it's like. I'm just curious. It's that's not HD. It's definitely, mm-hmm. there's a fuzziness to it, mm-hmm. but it's like. I mean, there's like you know a wind machine. There, it's like things are. The it's a 4D so, experience. Yeah, it's so immersive that you do just go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you just go I wanna, with it. And we want to go. How long is it there? It's only there are only dates through the 11th, and it's all sold out. Fuck. I also only because he's winning an honorary Oscar for yeah, this. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he has, and Ben said that uh, he deserved it, just not the other ones. Oh. I I miss except me and Yari too that I liked I'd vote more for screenplay for Birdman. I would not. I know. I like Birdman a lot. I like it fine. I don't think it's good. I, I think, think it's, it's good. I think it's good. I think it's a great movie. I think it's good. 
I'll it was in my it. top. It was like eighteen. It was in my top twenty. It was number two. I forgot for about me. it. Number two for but them. But I was walking in Hollywood Highland looking at the best picture winners, and I was trying to find Moonlight, and then I looked down, and I was like, Spotlight, oh, Bert, oh. Sp- Spotlight, 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 Speaking and then I saw Birdman, and then they had the parens, and it was like five lines long. Yeah, so it's a problem. The, the parenthetical of Birdman is a problem. Oh, that's the one thing I like about that movie, <laughs> and the trailer. It's my least favorite thing about the movie. Um, great movie. Great movie. How how great is it though that it's spotlight, moonlight, spotlight, spotlight, moonlight, how spotlight, the shape of water, spotlight, moonlight, get out light. I think get out light. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing light about it. It's a you know heavy heavy subject. Get out heavy. Anyway, what I whenever I'm thinking about what's going to win best picture, I think about what is going to be in those tiny black letters mm-hmm. on those best picture pillars. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be get out? Is it going to be Anyway, I, is it going to be Darkester? Is it going to be Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri? Missouri. Missouri? I like calling Get Out future Best Picture winner Get Out, and I will, even if it Let's loses, keep it that. I will just keep calling it that until I die. I think that's great. <laughs> or <laughs> maybe in, we won't have to keep calling world, it. In the just world, you will just be calling it Best Picture winner Get Out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Um... I just want to say before we lose a chance, before I lose my chance to say it, but the fact that this Inyari 2 VR installation is so expensive and that we have such limited access to it as Angelinos, I mean, like, you had a hookup, basically, if I understand correctly, mm-hmm. makes me think of And I, bought, of I had to get future, tickets three months ago for makes now. Makes me think of future best foreign language winner, The Square. Mm-hmm. Access to Ooh. art it's just belongs like, to the elite. This could really touch a lot of people if they got access to it. Yes. Yeah. Because it's really fucking hard to have an assault could, rifle could, shoved in your do face. You think that, do you <laughs> think that... And be told to get on your knees, and you get on your knees in real life. Do you actually have to get on your knees? I thought I was going to die. <laughs> Do you think I knew it was fake, but I was like, I have to do it. Would this film change people's minds on immigration? I think think? so. Or or about the immigrants' experience. Yes, I think they would be more empathetic to it. I think that they would be more... Moral of Loveless. More interested in uh, reform, like, common sense reform of immigration as opposed to just fuck it. And maybe also stop talking about undocumented immigrants as people who just, like... Hop, skipped, and jumped from Mexico to the U.S., but mm-hmm. maybe like went through an incredibly arduous, life-threatening process to yeah. get there, where they had to leave children behind. Mm-hmm. If that's how they got yeah. to the U.S., it's very scary. Yeah. <sighs> um, is there more we want? Anything to else we want to say about the best foreign language film category at the Academy Awards? Let me just do a quick scroll. I Wait, love what did Inyarito win? Inyari 2 was nominated for Beautiful, which was his last great film, in my opinion. That's a great movie. Oh, Beautiful. Oh, he didn't win, though. Oh, I thought he won. No, okay. he did not. But and Javier Bardem was also nominated that that's year. Great. Oh, and Omar Esperos. That's, that's a great that's yes, a great movie, absolutely. too. I agree. I haven't seen Beautiful. Uh, I do think If you want to watch Javier Bardem, Piss Blood, that's your movie. Oh, Amelie didn't win. No, No Man's Land won, and that's an interesting year, too. And that's another example. Have you seen No Man's Land? Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Um, Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. good. Um, No Man's Land is great. Uh, And it is about, um, like, the uh, 
Bosnian War. Uh, yeah, the Bosnian War. Nineties. Yes. Or... So, and this movie came out in two thousand one. So it was topical again. Right. This category loves to air quotes comment mm-hmm. on poli- contemporary political atmospheres and conflicts and yeah. people who are being taken for a ride or tortured or killed. Like this is an opportunity for a lot of voters to plant a flag yeah. against injustice. Mm-hmm. Um, which which is not how it used to be necessarily. No, it used to be like what's the wackiest art. fever dream Fellini had yeah. with a hundred and five degree fever? Like There's I just a said, fever montage twice. and a marquard of people farting. <laughs> <laughs> best foreign language film winner. Why wasn't um, Persepolis nominated for best foreign? Well, it was nominated for animated. It I don't. Animated. May, maybe it wasn't submitted. Because yeah. what? Oh. Uh, Probably wasn't submitted. What year was that? I don't know. 2008? Eight. So, well, yeah. Eight. Have you guys heard of this movie? 1980s winner from the Soviet Union. Moscow does not believe in tears. Is that the real title? Yes. And it's also the <laughs> alternate title for Loveless. It's in another world. What is this movie? Also, um, the director of Loveless, who's... Um, I mean, I just simply right. can't pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he is now a two-time nominee... Or his country, be- on behalf of him, is now a two-time nominee in this category. Yeah. So he is on his way to becoming an Academy favorite. Andre Zygabang. What was the last Winter Sleep? Uh, is that him? No, that was the... Uh, no, that's the guy with that's three names. It was Leviathan. 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 Yeah, which I is a great... Um, oh, Mustang nominated in 2015. I saw in the same theater as the insult today, oh, which is an insult to Mustang. Oops, I don't care for Mustang. What? Either. I know. I never saw. Did it. you not feel anything? Probably. You not. didn't feel the captivity. No. Emily Dickens or Cynthia Nixon in A Quiet Passion. Cap- captivity. <laughs> in the episode of Sex and the City I watched today, Miranda almost chokes on Chinese food in her apartment, and she thinks she's going to die, and she calls Carrie. She's like, I keep. I'm going to die. Thank you. <laughs> that was a very good story. Scenes from A Quiet Passion's third act. <laughs> well, this has been... Are we done? <laughs> yeah, I think we could wrap up on I that think note. we're about done. Let me just do... On the note of wanting and thinking we oh, might die. Another tradition here. You get a lot of American remakes coming out of this category. Mm. And... Yeah. Lena Dunham's Tony, Tony Erdman will be the most recent example of this. For the love of God, hand that screenplay over to Kristen Wiig right now I know she's fucking yeah. starring in the movie give it to her and any mumalo right seriously the fuck now I want to see a doc- hand it over I mean yes I want Kristen Wiig and any mumalo to write the script but also I would love it if Kristen Wiig and Jack Nicholson wrote the script together uh. and we got sort of like a Grey Gardens then, behind like, the scenes I, I documentary of them writing it together it. in his Hollywood Hills can, mansion can you guys even like decrepit. imagine what the Jack Nicholson reveal you, you know the first With the, the first the look the first look of this movie is going to be Jack Nicholson and we haven't seen him in you, you make me want to be years. a better Erdman <laughs> also there's no oh, way they keep the title Erdman you make me want to be a better Tony why wouldn't they keep it Tony Erdman it's a brand now they they're going to call it Tony's back <laughs> they're going to call it they're going to call it Tony with a y and then the last name's going to be like Tony Kerbopolis i don't know <laughs> It's gonna be like exclamation point. <laughs> it's gonna be Tony, 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 like Tony, Tony, Tony. It's gonna be something Americanized. They're not gonna keep Tony Erdman. It's gonna be called Tony Footman, Jim Turney, <laughs> Turney, Tony, 
Bad Dad in a Disguise. It's just going to be called, like, Aw, Dad. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it out. Doing it's the full house thing. Full house. <laughs> it's just simply going to be called Full House. Full House. Mm. Oh, dear God. All right. Um, well, um, everyone should go see... No, don't. Don't go see the insult, but see the rest of them. Um, <laughs> on Body and Soul, Soul available on, on Netflix. Netflix. A Fantastic Woman is now in theaters. Loveless. If you're on the coast. Uh, Loveless. Uh, Loveless was coming back, at least in LA. There is a billboard on Santa Monica Boulevard on the Royal. All these movies. And Loveless. Loveless if you want to die. <laughs> if you want to kill yourself. Again, it is an impassioned plea for a more empathetic society. <laughs> All these movies. Not, society. It's not that. You didn't finish the fucking movie! <laughs> I agree with that. Okay, so these movies will probably be available on VOD before the Oscars. Watch them, they're great, except for the insult. Fuck that movie. This has been Movies IMO. We are your favorite film, Faggots. Faggot? How do you pronounce that? Faggot. Real estate one. Faggot. Faggot. <laughs> Faggot face. face. I'm Brandon Kirby. You can find me on Twitter at DK Kirby. I am Daniel Crook. I'm on the internet at Daniel Crook with three O's. And in French, it's pronounced faggot. And in Italian, it's pronounced faguido. (laughs) Faguido. Wanda! Faguido. Faguido. So wait. Very quickly. What movie's fucking Goodfellas now? The new Solo? Oh, the new Solo. <laughs> what am I going to do? What was that? I've, rev up. I have to prep for this Boom! I've been scamming ever since I was ten. And the ship goes vroom! <laughs> Are you fucking serious? It's like, I mean, that's how you know it's exciting, though, right? When yeah. the ship goes vroom! It's like Baby Driver and Goodfellas all together. And Guardians of the Galaxy. We're going to put a team together. <laughs> Ragtag crew of space rebels! Wow, I have not watched the teaser, and now I never plan to. Thank you. Bradford Young shot it, so that's one thing. It, it looks amazing. Going. That is one looks. thing it has going for As it. As in the and, look. And it has um, my favorite girl from Fleabag. The girl from Fleabag. Fle- oh, is she in it? Fleabag. Mrs. Fleabag herself. Phoebe Waller-Bridgers. Phoebe, exactly. Do you guys I watch Fleabag? I sure do. Ain't never seen it myself. Where's the ugly two? guy... On the flea bag is the hot inmate in Paddington 2. Wait. You know the one that I'm talking about. With the teeth? Yes. He is the hot inmate, the professor, in Paddington oh, 2. Oh, not the hot that I was, like, hot for, but the you're hot. The one I'm hot. The, the hot that you were hot for. Yeah. The hot that I was hot for is not the same hot. Oh. And I'm, but still exciting. And I run cold because I, I haven't of, seen the film yet. I have a lot of spikes on my meter. Welcome <laughs> to <laughs> my world. <laughs> Screaming about hots. All right. So what else is new? Yeah, that's all we do. Well, we're, we're missing. Where can we find you on? What's oh. your? What's your? Oh. <laughs> call yourself by your name, if you will. My name is Ben Empey. You can find me on the Twitter bot at Real Todd Haynes. Oh, at Wendy and Lucy. Executive producer Todd Haynes comes up and I started a clap in the audience. Applauded. I love that. Thank you. Got to stand up for what you believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I learned from the insult, you know. It's true. <laughs> Everyone go watch Cloverfield Paradox, now available on Netflix. Don't. Everyone <laughs> purchase a, a subscription to Filmstruck and watch 
all of the good movies that have Night won this Seth award Kibiria. over the years. Yeah. Eight and a half. And, oh, and yes. Also subscribe to Movies IMO on <laughs> iTunes, nice. rate, review, and we can find us on Twitter at Movies IMO. Yeah. Where I'll be talking about my two favorite movies, Knights of Kiberia and Steven Spielberg's Lincoln. Nice. What are we talking about next week? Next, next week, week, we are talking about, oh my god. The greatest. <gasps> the final installment of the greatest comedy franchise of our generation. Or any generation. 50 Shades Freed. I love this franchise. This trilogy. I'm going to be so lit next week. And I believe... Oh, wait, no, we're not... <laughs> That's all I got to say. We were, but we're not going to do a group outing to the theater. Then maybe we can go together. I'm making pancakes. <laughs> That's not going in my butt. <laughs> You're not going to put that in my butt. Dakota, what Dakota Johnson well, does. Him. Wait, oh, save it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so lit. Uh, Fifty Shades. So that's next week. That's, that's next, next week. week. That's a teaser for you. Me just jizzy to my <laughs> pants. The winner is Jane Fonda. Thank you. Thank you very much, members of the Academy, and thank all of you who applauded. There's a great deal to say, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would just like to really thank you very much. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.